Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. If you've ever been without sleep, you know how important it is. For some people, getting to sleep is the problem. For others, staying asleep is the challenge. And for others, still, they feel unsafe when they sleep. Sleep is not only important from the physical perspective, it allows us to access dream states where we can experience the non-ordinary reality. Today, we're going to be discussing sleep and dreams from spirit perspective, what to be aware of, and how the nature of sleep and dreams can change as we awaken. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help begin remove the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? Well, this is certainly a topic, Karen, that everyone has some type of experience with. <laughs> you know, when it comes to dreams and sleeping and all that, and I think as you visit with folks, everybody has kind of a unique experience. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious with the clients that you work with, mm -hmm. are dreams and sleep a topic that you address quite often? Yeah, so I think that for a lot of people, sleep is a challenge. Some of the people that come to me, sleep is really a challenge for them. And I know you experience this yourself to some degree, where you can only sleep like for a certain period of time and then you're woken up, right? So for some people, the challenge is when they go to sleep, they have um, an unsafe space. Okay, so they actually don't feel safe to fall asleep and they're kind of anxious, so they can't fall asleep. Okay, so that's the first thing. Oftentimes when that happens, it's because there's something in that room that isn't working. In the sense of like, sometimes there can be um, negative things that come into that space because of ley lines or etheric hotspots, let's just say, that they can come in to a space and then come into the sleeper. That's one possibility, so we have to clear that space. Sometimes I found that clients, even by moving rooms, like if they just move from one bedroom to another bedroom, oh. that changes it because they're no longer in that same space. Yep. Uh, often I would say at that point, like, go ahead and move homes if you have to, um, to change the space. So that can be something. Um, also, what can happen is that um, people have, um, when they go into, uh, they have, they can't relax because they always feel like something's going to come in. Does that make sense? Mm. So they feel on uneasy. Edge, just, yes, yeah. and on edge. And sometimes what can happen is, um, because there's that edginess, that fear, what happens is that things can come into the dream space or in that, in that like before you sleep state and make you edgy. Like you don't want to go to sleep because you're scared something's going to happen. It's like you know, it's almost like you know before you go in that it's going to be not so great. Yeah. It's like that. You know, it's like you know, like oh, I shouldn't really go into this room. Like something not so great is in that room. It's the same, but instead of being a room, it's the room is sleep. Does that, so that happens with people too. So we have to clear anything that might be lingering around you or in that space so that when you go to sleep, you're in a protected environment or one that feels safe to you, and then you can relax. So let me let me stop you right there. Yeah. So when you talk about cleansing the space or clearing the space, yeah. so are you talking about clearing the person or clearing the environment both. Or, or both? Both, oh. yeah. Sometimes both have to and, happen. And what would that look like? What would that process look like? Oh, that's simply, you could listen to a GFC or a group frequency okay. calibration because I do have one on clearing space. That can help. Uh, if you have an individual session with me, we work on that. So that's just something we can do together. Yeah, for sure. So and if if I, in, in my situation, if I've got, you know, where I'm struggling with sleep, mm -hmm. what you're saying is I could take a look at the environment mm -hmm. and you've got a GFC out there mm -hmm. around that whole concept of clearing a space. Yep, you can do that. And yeah. there's also a GFC out there on sleep itself. Okay. That could help as well. Okay. Now the thing is, some people have trouble falling to sleep because they have overactive minds or they're anxious. That's one thing, right? Because yep. we tend to mentally spin. And just for the viewers out there, the birds are exceptionally loud right now, so it's just what's happening. Um, um, so, um, so in any case, the uh, like I said, a lot of people have trouble falling to sleep because they have this a lot of mind spin. A lot of us have anxiety. Right? with regards to that. And if we can remove the frequency distortion patterns with regards to anxiety, what happens is that our mental chatter can diminish so that we can fall asleep. 
right? The other thing too is to be aware of what you're watching, like in terms of your digital device, before you sleep. And I've always recommended if you don't, if you have anxiety or you have it, find it challenging to go to sleep. Some people actually who have a lot of challenge with will watch a digital device because they don't want to deal with what's happening in their head. So then they try to go from digital device to sleeping. Yeah. And the challenge is with the flicker frequency of digital devices being the way they are, what can happen is that it's like different fl mental fr frequency. Does that make sense? It puts you into high beta where your mind is racing. Right? The, the brain, and I mean by so high just, beta is your brain waves. Just going cell too fast. phone or yeah. iPad or, iPad or computer. whatever. Yeah, it puts you into high beta, yeah. which is a flick, uh, the, your brain wave rate. Right? So naturally, when you get the mind just kind of on that level, yeah. you, it's pretty, really hard, it's pretty hard to bring it down. Yep, so. exactly. So um, oftentimes I'll suggest to people to not, like to read instead, to do something that isn't digitally oriented. And I don't mean on your Kindle, I mean like an actual book. Like something like a physical thing. Does that make sense? As opposed to like a device. So that can be helpful for people. Also, it's also really helpful if people, um, and these are just physical things you can do. Uh, also, you can uh, listen to a GFC in the background. That will help put you into a sleepier state. Uh, there is one um, that I'm going to put out soon on amplifying the different waves. You know, like um, there's theta, delta, all these different sleep waves okay. to help people, to amplify those, to help sleep. Um, so um, look for that. The other thing too is be mindful of when you're eating before you sleep. So if you're in, so digestion takes a lot of energy and it causes a lot of like fire. You know the Hindus will talk about the fire of digestion all the time, right? And the Chinese talk about this and you're not supposed to eat just before bed and all this. It's actually true. If you can eat earlier, meaning you know a, few, a couple hours or a few hours before you sleep, so you're not digesting as you're sleeping, it will help you to have a more still sleep or an ability to enter into the sleep state more easily. So the falling asleep thing can be physical in terms of things that could help you sleep and also in terms of the anxiety or the emotional stuff. If you can listen to a GFC, that will help as well for that. Yeah. Now in terms of staying asleep, so all of us have different sleep cycles and it's really helpful to sleep at hours where you complete a sleep cycle. So the sleep cycle isn't truncated. Does that make sense? So everyone says like, you need to go to bed by you know 10 or 11, then wake up at seven or whatever. So you get eight hours. That's not necessarily true. You actually wanna make sure that your sleep cycle is complete and finished. It means like you have three whole sleep cycles as opposed to like two and a half. So there's all these different things that you can do in terms of making sure that you have your, and I'm not a sleep expert, yeah. okay? but there's all this research now done. And I think in that book that I mentioned before, Glow 15, she talks about sleep cycles yeah. and that you, um, it's good for you to have entire sleep cycles before you rest. So it might be that you actually go to bed later and wake up a little bit later to have the complete cycle. But you got the cycle. Oh, you got the whole cycle. Yeah. Or um, you go to bed earlier and wake up much, much earlier and then take a nap or something like this, but you want the entire yeah. cycle in. That's the important thing. You don't want to, to chop the cycle in half. That will help you. The other thing too is that some of people, when they sleep, they get woken up because um, things come into their sleep state and disrupt them, okay? So that's when, um, when we're in our dream state, so I'm gonna transition now into dreams, yep, just yep, a little bit, okay? Yep, good. Um, so in terms of the world of dreaming, so I am not an expert on dreaming, okay? I just yeah. wanna make, this is just my perception from spirit perspective and given the people, the and large like, number of people I work with. And a lot of people are fascinated by dreams. And <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of there's books. There's a lot of books lot out there. Of research, there's a lot uh, of bodies of work on dream. Know, yeah. I fly at night, I'm being chased. Yeah, I'm, you know, all that so, stuff. Okay. So for, um, um, for dreams, so, Part of the state, the reason why some people wake up and can't get back to sleep is because things enter their dream space that are negative, that are dark, that are um, that create fear in the dream space, disrupt it, and therefore they can't go back to sleep. It's not just a nightmare. It's actually something that comes from a different realm and comes into your dream space and is disrupted. I'm just going to talk about the realms for just a second so people know what I'm talking about. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. There are all these different realms that exist and they all vibrate at slightly different rates. That's how you access them, okay? Not all of us can access all the realms because there's some of us who are journeyers and we can access the different realms. We can actually move between them. It's almost like you have a passport. You can actually change your vibration slightly and access the different realms, oftentimes through sleep, so you can actually journey into different of them, different ones yeah. of them, yeah. okay? It's similar even when, they're, when people are awake. 
Okay, so the ability to journey is the ability to project your consciousness and to change your vibrational level just slightly so you can access a different reality, different realm. Does that make sense? Okay, so when we're dreaming, oftentimes we don't realize that these realms open. There's some of us who, where there, because we come from a disembodied state where we used to be able to go from realm to realm to realm, that when we sleep, that happens. Okay, so the realms open up and then either we journey willingly or we get pulled in. So sometimes what happens in the dark realms is we don't have enough uh, strength on spirit level to withstand not being pulled into them. Okay, and that's when people can experience these night terrors and stuff like that. Okay, um, things can come in from other realms and cause disruption. So that's the reason I'm talking about dreaming and sleep together because sometimes people wake up in the middle of the night and they can't go back to sleep. It's because of this. It, so, it sounds very scary. It is very scary, yeah. and it's very real for many people, and it's not good. And for little kids, too, it happens quite a bit. Like, yeah. when they're screaming and they wake up, they actually get pulled into different realms, and they're, like, literally experiencing that realm. It's not just a dream. They are in that realm, in that vibrational level of that realm and experiencing it. And so when they come back and they're really scared, <laughs> there's a reason, and they can't tell which reality is real. Was it the realm they were just in? Yeah or this one, right? They can't really tell. And part of the reason they come into bed with their parents is because it's the physical proximity, right? So then they're like touching something. Safety. It's like safe, right? So it's like, I'm, I'm familiar with this body. Okay, it's like safe, it's here. It like pulls them into time, into this time, right? Out of their realm that they pu were pulled into in their dream state. Does that make sense? It anchors yeah. them here. So I think the important point there as a parent is to honor yeah. the fact that something real yeah. happened. Oftentimes. Now yes. sometimes, Sometimes for them, well, some kids, they just some, don't want to sleep yeah, by themselves. Yeah, it's yeah, hard to tell. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, it's but you hard can to tell. tell. Yeah. You can kind yeah. of tell how much fear, fear there is. is. Yeah, exactly. You know, if it's just they're looking for a ride, yeah. you know, versus, you know, they're actually like, really oh, scared. you know, they're yeah. crying and they're yeah. really upset. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, but that happens a lot with kids. Okay. So the thing is, if you put on a, um, a GFC in the background for them, just oh, low, yeah, that's that a frequency is there. Yeah. and that will anchor them back into time. Oh, that's great. And the other thing too is, I just want to make a quick note because I'm going to forget, is that when you wake up from sleep, okay, whether or not you remember your dreams or not, when the, the things that is important to do in terms of like make, having the day be a, feel good to you is to anchor yourself in the present moment, okay? So some people when they wake up, they feel really groggy. It's really hard for them to wake up. They don't really know where they are. They have to be a little bit like, okay, where am I? Oh yeah, that's right, I'm in my room, oh, right. It's like Saturday, and okay, this is what I'm doing today. It's kind of like they have to like kind of figure out where the heck I am. You know what I mean? So one of the easiest ways for you to do this is as you come back from the sleep world into this, the challenge that you're having, part of the reason you're having this grogginess, whatever, is because you're not anchored back into this time. We talked about time in another segment. Time runs and can mess up a lot of things. Okay, runs, well, I didn't complete my thought. Time runs through everything in our background. Okay, it's in the backdrop. It is the thing that everything happens on top of. So if you're not in alignment with time, it can make your whole day kind of wacky and your experience not great. Right? So you need to anchor yourself in present time when you wake up. And what that could be is you focus on some part of your body. So maybe you squeeze your knee lightly or you squeeze your wrist. You're like, oh, right, there's my wrist. You don't have to think about what day it is. Just like, okay, here I am. There's my wrist. Okay, yeah, I feel like I have to pee. Okay, that's good. You know, so you're just coming into your body. As you come into your body, you center back into time. Right? One other thing that people can do is like become aware of your spine. That's another helpful thing to do. Right? And then, then go to the bathroom or whatever, yeah. because that helps you just anchor back into the present moment, which will make the rest of your experience easier. So help me just a little bit. Sure. You were talking about the realms. Yes. And you were talking about the possibility of traveling between realms. Yeah. So for the typical person, mm -hmm. what truly is happening during sleep? And you talked about mm -hmm. the different cycles and the three parts of it. Mm -hmm. So... So for most people, when they sleep, this is not everybody, most people, they actually enter a different reality, okay? So your consciousness enters a different sort of reality. Your body's asleep, and you leave this conscious reality of what we think is solid and real and just enter a different one. Some of us journey very far, right? So we yeah. go, we journey, we go into different realms, we come back. Some people just, just kind of hover around, and then they come back into their bodies. So it depends on who the person yeah. is. 
okay? So on spirit level, there's a bit of a disassociation from the body. You're still attached to it, yep. but um, it's you tend to like leave and wander around and come back. So that's pretty prevalent. That's Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Is because I think some people get a little spooked by the fact that, oh man, I had this deep sleep and yeah. oh man, yeah. I don't know where I was, was and yeah. what was going on. And yeah, exactly. It's almost like they become fearful of the deep sleep. Of the deep sleep. Yeah. And I would also say that sleep, just generally speaking, thank you for raising that, can be very efficient because it's slightly like you, because you have you're not in the same level like of, of conscious awareness in terms of our awakeness, what can happen is we can really process a lot of distortion patterns out during this period of time. So it's really fantastic, oh. right? So when we're sleeping, a lot of people try to avoid sleep or they want to power through it or they don't like it too much. But the thing is sleep is really critical not only for your brain to cleanse itself physically, it actually like there's a fluid that's emitted I think from what I read, um, a fluid that comes through your brain. It's actually like your brain cleans itself when you sleep and you had hit certain levels of brainwave cycles, your brain cleanses itself physically and it also can cleanse itself in terms of distortion patterns. So it's sleep can be really critical for both those things to happen. So I know something that happens to me, and I've heard others talk about, is I'll be listening to a GFC. Yeah. And it's been a long day. Yeah. So I plug in. Yeah. And I'll tell you, within minutes, I'm gone. Yeah. And but the GFC is still rolling. Yeah. And you always kind of wonder, oh, is there any value to that? Oh yeah, I love yeah. that question. So yes, absolutely. And in fact, um, what I would say is that um, when you fall asleep, so people talk about this a lot, right? Like I was listening to a GFC and I just went to sleep. That is actually really great because what's happening is your higher self has pushed your conscious mind out of the way. So you fall asleep. So a lot more can happen. A lot more release of distortion patterns can happen. Yes, because you're out of the way. You're wide open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're and yeah, you're you're out of the way. Basically, your conscious mind isn't trying to hang on to stuff. So then, as a result, you can release more distortion patterns. I always found that when I was um, going through different things and listening to an equivalent of my GFCs, or if I was listening to fre frequency work from someone else, for example, if the frequency was so high, I would fall asleep. So I would listen to that. Um, um, I would listen to that meditation again and again and again until I stopped falling asleep. And when I could retain conscious awareness okay. throughout the entire meditation, I'm like, that's it. I've integrated it. I can actually maintain consciousness and stay, right? So I've integrated enough that I can maintain consciousness. So as I wrote that, then I was like, okay, good. I've integrated these frequencies. I can move on. So I would intuitively know whether or not I wanted to continue them or not, but that was usually a good sign. So, um, so back to dreaming. Um, I just want to mention, so uh, because there's so much to do on dreaming and, and, and we're trying to pack like this massive topic into like one episode and we probably will go into depth maybe a little bit later. But one thing I just want to mention um, briefly about dreaming. The nature of sleep and dreaming changes as we awaken. And what can happen oftentimes is that you, um, or at least this is my experience, this may not happen for you. I'm just saying this has happened for me, okay? So um, what happens is that in our dream state, it can be a place, and I know this will freak some people out, but it happens, so I'd rather you just know about it and be prepared rather than afraid and then not know what happens and then be unprepared. So in any case, that dream state could be a place where the darkness will test you, okay? So it will seem, it'll look like you're asleep and you're in a dream, okay? But it will start to feel different. Like the light quality will be different, it'll have a certain thickness to it, it'll just feel a little bit different than a regular dream. And it's because you've been pulled into a different reality. As that happens, it's not that just that you're pulled into a different reality, the darkness can often um, test you in that sort of realm, if that makes sense. So they'll, at least in my experience, will try to scare you, okay, because the, the that's their main thing that they use, their main tool is fear, right? So they'll try to scare you. So f for me, for example, they would um, at the beginning, they would make me feel really anxious about, say, for example, um, not having enough money. And then they would use, um, like, Chris, right? So in the dream, like something he would, I could kind of tell it was Chris and kind of like it wasn't him and he was acting really weird, you know, that type of thing. Uh, like something would happen to him or they might use someone else that I was really close to, like my father, for example, right? So it like kind of looks like my dad, but kind of doesn't at the same time. And you're, it's kind of weird because they'll use the emotional response that you have to the person you love as a tool right, to get to you. Okay, when those happen, 
um, what's important is uh, to wake up, right? Actually, to, come to out of it. Come out of it. Okay. So one thing that I found helpful is I'm, if I'm having was having a lot of like kind of darker dreams, is I would instruct myself before sleep to say, if anything comes into my dream state that is not in alignment with pure source, I will wake myself up. Because many of you who are watching this are strong enough when you're consciously aware. It's when you sleep that your consciousness alters and you're a little bit more vulnerable. Make sense? So if you could program yourself by saying, wow. if anything enters my dream space that is not in alignment with pure source, I will wake up, you wake up. And now all of a sudden you're like back in your awake state so you can manage things a little bit more easily. Does that make sense to you? Okay, so that's what I would say to myself. So anyway, I wake up now, like when these things happen. So I wake up and I'm like, oh, Pastids, right? <laughs> I know very quickly because I'm awake, right? I'm conscious. I'm like, they're trying to, they're trying to mess with me. It doesn't take very long, right? Especially when you get to the higher level. It just when you get to the higher levels, it really you realize pretty quickly what's happening. Mm. So then, what I typically do, and it's not required. I'm just saying this is my experience, is to go back in through lucid dreaming and change it. So meaning, you deliberately go back into that realm. Okay, so you're going to go back into sleep deliberately because it's the lesson, right? So for me, this is like a lesson. So I'm like, I'm gonna alter this dream because I'm not gonna just succumb to this dark thing. Screw that. I'm gonna learn something from it and we're gonna transcend this. So it's like you go back into the dream state, but aware. So now you're using lucid dreaming to shift and to learn. Does that make sense? You're re-entering the dream, but with the conscious awareness that this is them messing with you. Does that make, it yeah. changes the game because yeah. it's a different pyrodynamic, yeah. right? So then I'll go back in and then whatever happens, happens. But in this particular case, now I'm aware. I'm like, I am dreaming. I know this is the darkness. I am now prepared. And so I shift the dream to where the, the power dynamic. Does that make sense? Whoa. Consciously. Because now I'm using this as a learning opportunity as opposed to just being a victim in the dream. Does that make sense? Yeah. When those nightmares happen, when the darkness does that stuff, often we go into victim because we're scared, we're worried, we're whatever is happening, right? or sad or whatever it is we're using, what's happening, right, in terms of emotion. But if you can come back in and lucid dream, you can use it to transcend it because you can you come back in with your emotions mastered. Does that make sense? You're like, okay, I know what's happening now. This is not really dad at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the key to that is that first giving yourself permission that if I'm having a real fearful, dark, you know, dream, it's okay for me to wake up yeah. and come out of it. Yep and kind of get my resources about mm -hmm. me yep. and then go back in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, that little statement helped me a lot. Um, if it resonates with you, use it. If it doesn't, don't use it. Yeah. Um, but because I'm so much, I was, uh, to me, it was the mastery of both the waking world and the dream world. Does that make sense? I was much more vulnerable in my dream world. Um, and uh, these lucid dreams, okay, so I know there's a whole uh, body of work on lucid dreaming. I'm talking about lucid dreaming specifically from this spirit perspective, okay? Because I know that you can do lucid dreaming and all that good stuff. Um, I don't lucid dream typically. Um, sometimes I do, but mostly I don't, okay? So there are other experts who can tell you all about lucid dreaming and all that good stuff. Okay, what I'm saying is when it's this form of dream, which happens to be in connection with the awakening process where the darkness will test you, where things are a little bit weird, instead of being afraid, well, the only reason I mention this is because you can use it as a tool to grow as opposed to getting sucked into the fear of it. Does that make sense? Because you're gonna spiral into it until you learn what it is you need to learn and then all of a sudden the dreams will stop because you have come in and been like, mm-mm, that's not what's happening here, okay? In terms of me being the victim or you being able to manipulate me in this way, I choose to not be manipulated this way. And then all of a sudden the dreams stop. It's really interesting. So that's why I mention it. So yeah. to that point, yeah. um, so if I'm doing this work yeah. in releasing the distortions and improving my frequency, yeah. can I look forward to maybe more peaceful sleep patterns? Uh, I think it depends on who you are. So, and it depends on what period it's in. I wanted to yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, I think it depends on who you are. It depends how much you want to grow. Uh, what will happen for me is in periods of the birds are actually totally crazy right they now. They want to be part of they this. Want, they're into the yeah. dream world. They're yeah. like super yeah. in. Yeah. Um, so the, um, what was I going to mention? Yeah. So what I would say is that when I go through periods for me personally, and I'm not saying this is true for everybody, 
for me personally. What happens is that um, there are periods of time when I'm going through an upgrade process yeah. where for some reason I don't get a lot of sleep because I'm being woken up at like yeah. three or four to meditate, okay? And um, it's not like I'm totally crushed the next day, but if it happens over like five, six, seven, eight days, I start to physically get tired, for sure, okay? So I'm not gonna pretend that it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's for a reason, it feels great to do the meditation during the middle of the night, but during the day I get tired, right? So at that point, it's to give yourself permission to nap. So for me, napping is critical. I know for you, that's like your super one of your super secret powers is well, to be able to nap. I'll, I'll tell you what, Karen, I, when I opened up uh, my phone this morning, you know, there's those daily messages. Yeah. It's okay to nap. <laughs> and I thought, all right, yeah, here all we, right, go. we go. Now we're talking. Yeah, okay. And actually, I think napping is really critical, especially yeah. if you're going through a high period of growth and you yeah. are having disrupted sleep. Yeah. So I would say that's super important. And um, not everyone has to have disrupted sleep. Yeah. Um, for example, Chris does not experience the same kind of disruption in his sleep patterns as I do. So that's okay. It's just his, it's, it looks different. But so to answer your question, yeah. for him, it's peaceful. For, for, for me, it's a little bit of a different experience, but it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. So it depends, and also, I don't have disrupted sleep all the time. It's just in periods of intense growth, I seem to have that for whatever reason. Um, or what will happen with me sometimes is, what's happening more and more um, is that I'll be working on people in my sleep in different realms. Oh. So I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh man, I just work for like, so now oh, we're, so I'm a little tired. So if that's happening, um, I've often um, requested or um, indicated that I am not available this evening yeah. for for timeout. Timeout. Because yeah. I just tell them, I, t I tell them, you know, whatever. When I go into that sleep state, I like I need to, I it's, physically need to rest. It's my turn. Yeah, I, I physically need to yeah. rest. Yeah. So I need, please allow me to rest because I need to. Um, so. Well, this has been a fascinating segment, uh, yeah. Karen. In um, here again, I think the bottom line is that whoever you are, yeah. and if you're listening to this, mm -hmm. whatever your pattern is, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be scared. You don't have to. And there's resources like yourself to help you through these things. Yeah. So, yeah. And sleep is really so important. Oh, my God. I love sleep. It is so important. It's the best. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group Frequency Calibration on the world of sleep and dreams. <sighs> Tapping into the mastermind to see what is priority. Okay. All right. So first, let's become aware of our bodies. Noticing the position of your feet and your hands. Noticing if they're always in the same position, if you've done these group frequency calibrations before or if they're slightly different today. And if you've never done one of these before, just noticing the position that they're in. And now, please notice the quality of your breath. What is the quality of your breath 
in this moment. Just noticing it before you change it. Is it shallow, rapid, at ease? And as you notice your breath, notice if you're breathing from your chest or if you're breathing further down into your belly, just noticing the quality of your breath. Good. And now please notice your surroundings. And as you become aware of your surroundings, please become aware of the ambient noises around you, in addition to the sound of my voice. Both on your end and on my end. Noticing any smells that are around you. The smell of your soap, perhaps of your sweat, of someone cooking in the distance. Just noticing the smells around you. Good. So now becoming aware of your heart space. And as you become aware of your heart space, in the center of your chest, in your nipple line, we're going to take a single breath together, inhaling and holding your breath at the top of your inhale for a count of four. And whenever you have completed that inhale, releasing the air at your own time, and holding your breath out for a count of five. Yeah. Good. And for those of you who have a shorter count, continuing to breathe normally as you keep or bring your focus to your heart space if your mind has wandered a little bit. So bringing your attention back to the heart space. And as we wait for the mastermind to become coherent or to coalesce, for those of you who are new, I'm going to be working on you at the group and the subgroup level. And I'll be making noises on my end. So you'll likely hear me yawn, even though I'm not tired, or exhale sharply, or hum. That's just how I remove the distortion patterns. And I am working more and more in silence. So if you don't hear me, please know that I'm still working on you. As we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce even more, we're almost there. For those of you who are new, please note that if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely yours too. So I invite you to be open to that possibility and to explore it. Now that the mastermind has gelled, we're going to go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And for those of you who are new, that question again is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space 
at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, noticing at its very center a brilliance that begins to intensify because you have your attention on it. And as many of you know, brilliance doesn't necessarily mean a visual sense of light. It could also be a feeling of a warmth or a tingliness or even a shimmeriness in the blackness. However it shows up for you is great. And that brilliance intensifies even more and now begins to expand outwards through all of your cells, through your organs, out through your bone structure, expanding out even further through your flesh, radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body at arm's length, all around you. Please become aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And as you notice that brilliance in its intensity, it becomes so intense that the sphere begins to shake or to oscillate from side to side. And now please become aware of the space around the sphere. And as you become aware or imagine the space all around the sphere. I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency vibration irrespective of the level that you're at. We're doing this for two reasons. The first, to increase the effectiveness and the efficiency of this session because it will be coming from the highest resonating order. And the second is because you can't come here yet on your own without my help. You will be able to into the future. You will be able to entrain to this space, essentially your future self and come more efficiently and effectively towards it. bringing your attention, please, to your heart space and your upper ribs. So between your heart space in the center of your chest to your collarbones. Yeah. So there are many of you on this GFC or in this mastermind who don't sleep very well. So it's hard for you to access sleep. There are others of you who fall asleep really easily. Some of you uh, fall asleep easily, but you wake up in the middle of the night. For others of you, you have trouble falling asleep. There's just a lot of disrupted sleep patterns. 
Okay, some of you are afraid to go to sleep. So what we're going to do first is just set the space of sleep for you. Okay, so the physical space. So you're going to imagine, please, where you sleep. So your bed, the room around it. Okay, so just imagine that space. And as you imagine that space, you're going to imagine the brilliance again that was within you, that we just focused on, is going to come from the very center of you and out into the room and through the bed. Okay, so it's going to fill up the whole room. So if it's easier for you to imagine yourself in the center of the room that your bed is in, go ahead and do that. But again, you're imagining that center of that brilliance emanating or radiating out from you into the entire space of the room in which you sleep. And I'm going to help you clear this space physically and also on the level of dream time. There are a number of things that can come in during dream time that we don't necessarily want. So if you're worried about this, you can just set the intention before you sleep every time that only things that are completely aligned with pure source are allowed to come into your dream space. And if something isn't 100% of pure source, you will wake up. Okay, so if you feel worried or concerned about it, you can always direct yourself in this way every time before you go to sleep. And for now, for the rest of us, we're going to clear the space that is your physical space and also that of your dream time. Even if you don't know what that is, that is okay. You don't need to. Good. And now you're just going to imagine that that sphere comes back slowly into its normal size, which is at arm's length all around you. Good. Yep. Good. So now that your space is clear and the dream time is clear, you can enter the world of sleep and dreams safely. Yep. Removing this anxiousness or fear or resistance to sleep. If you can bring your attention between your heart space all the way to the hollow of your throat, was to help you remove this distortion pattern.
Good. This will give you more ease as you start the sleep process. Some of you are watching your devices too soon to when you sleep. I recommend that you do not look at your device at least an hour or any device, anything electronic for an hour before you go to bed because you're particularly sensitive. Try it for a week and see how it goes. It'll allow you to enter a different brainwave activity from high beta, allow you to drop into lower beta and so on. So you can enter the sleep cycle. Okay. So pulling out this frequency, which is too fast actually in terms of brainwaves, be it because of anxiety or electronic devices or whatever it is, pulling this out. Slow down the brainwave activity so we can get a nice, deep, rested sleep, which will allow you to access your dream state more easily. attention to your heart space. Some of you want to remember your dreams. You have trouble doing that. So helping you hold them in your conscious mind a little bit more upon awaking. course this does take practice if you want to build this skill uh, this will help on frequency level but to write things down or try to hold them in your mind for longer periods of time each day if this is something you would like Also, at the same time, or almost the same time, for those of you who release distortion patterns or who are starting to release distortion patterns in your sleep, facilitating this.
Good. Bring your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process, the base of your sternum, and about three inches directly underneath it towards your belly button. I'm just going to clear out and reset the pain body. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.